Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher, founder of Recode. And I'm Scott Galloway, professor of marketing at NYU. Today, Kara, I'm bringing you Jared Kushner-like hidden genius. (laughs) You're in Florida today. Is that right? How's the weather? You're expecting a storm, right? Yeah, it's... um Fortunately, we're uh, on the East Coast, so it's really it's uh, not a big deal. But obviously, our our uh, good wishes go out to the folks in the Panhandle. Absolutely, absolutely. It seems a little scary. It's a little scarier than we thought. This is part. Of, you know, it was interesting because there was a climate change report that uh, President Trump completely ignored this week. But it seems like this is what it's been predicting: these kind of massive storms just happening one after the next. And it's always the stuff you're not expecting, right? Right. I mean, the last thing got a ton of hype, nothing, and then we this just kind of snuck up on us. Well, it only takes one, Scott, in these storms. I don't mind if it gets hype and it is a letdown. But in any case, um, there's been a lot of storms across the tech and media landscape this week, too. I'm, I hate to make a horrible uh, metaphor thing, but there's been a lot of a lot going on. It's been another bad week for tech, which is really kind of fascinating that it just it, it can't cut a break on anything, but it doesn't also deserve a break. Um, the first one, obviously, is the Google data breach of Google+. Plus. Um, it feels like every week these days there's a story about a data breach. Last week, Facebook was under fire and continues to be under fire. And this week, it's Google. So what do you think about this? Uh, Google+, Plus, half a million people, their <laughs> data Nobody's. hacked. And by the way, Kara, remember how awesome Google+, Plus used to be? No, I do not. Yeah, neither, neither does anyone else. Right, right. <laughs> That's my big joke. Right, So, okay. like most scandal, it's not the crime, it's the cover-up. Because when you think about 500,000 people, that is literally amateur hour in the world of Facebook. Add a couple zeros, and you're talking about the Facebook hack. So, mm-hmm. it's not... You know, it's not the hack itself. The strange thing here mm-hmm. uh, is that six months ago, it happened six months ago, and this is this is probably why they didn't show up for the Senate hearings. Oh, really? Because, yeah, because they didn't want well, to talk think about, about it. it. Yeah. Well, think. What if someone had said to them, uh, "Are you aware of any hacks? Do right. they perjure themselves, right. or do they do they release that data in front of Congress, in front of national?" TV. So I don't, you know, and a decent question for you or anyone else in the media that talks to these guys is the next time they speak to anyone from Google to ask them, are there any hacks you know about that we don't? Right, exactly. I think, you know, people have been sort of making a joke about Google Plus. Nobody used it. And by the way, nobody used it. They, you know, Google's been trying very hard to get into the social space for many years, a couple of years ago. And, you know, they were essentially creating 
social network for antisocial people and by antisocial people. Um, and and they weren't successful. They tried Orkut at first, if you remember Orkut, which was a guy who worked mm-hmm. for Google, and it was popular in Brazil for a millisecond, and it may still be. Um, and then uh, then Google+, Plus, which was run by someone named Vic Gondotra, and again, it didn't work at all, and it couldn't keep up with Facebook. They sort of had Facebook envy. And then nobody used it because it was just a terrible social network. It had circles that I never understood, if you recall it. Uh, it was all these weird circles and different things like that because of Google, I guess, with the, Z- with the O's. But what, what was really fascinating about it is everyone's like, oh, it's not used that much. But, I, you know, 500,000 people still not – them Google not protecting your data really is the point and then not telling you uh, about these breaches to me is, again, the, the same problem, that there is not a federal law that requires immediate uh, immediate uh, disclosure of these hacks, which I think was among the Internet Bill of Rights that I wrote about last week in The Times, um, that they have to immediately disclose these things. They have to be required by law to do so. And it looks as if we're headed that way, right? Do you know, what's your sense of this um, regulation in California? What have you heard? I read somewhere that um, Representative Khan actually yes. showed you a draft they, of the legislation. He did. He did. It's not legislation. It's an Internet Bill of Rights. And th- then you make and craft legislation out of it. And, you know, there's all it's a whole grab bag of things from net neutrality to privacy to data protection to all kinds of things. And one of them is disclo- one of the one of the Bill of Rights. I think it was number seven or eight was the idea that you have to immediately disclose these hacks, and that could be legislation by itself. It's not going to be one big giant legislative mass. It's going to be a, a series of them. And I talked to Nancy Pelosi, who would be the Speaker of the House if the Democrats uh, won, but of course they may not have the Senate, so this may go nowhere. Um, but she was talking about the fact that they were going to craft some sort of legislation. Um, and until then, California and Europe are the are the are the places where this is happening. California has been super aggressive and has put in a pri- has passed a privacy bill, has passed a diversity on board bill, um, net neutrality. Um, so this is going to be a, it's going to be a really interesting time to see who's who, what states are going to probably put into place things to to control these companies. Do you worry, Kara, that inadvertently that this legislation or this type of regulation might in fact end up? emboldening or empowering the companies it's meant to curb it really it, it hurts the middle guy yeah the it does mid-sized company that doesn't have an sg budget of six or eight billion dollars yeah. to, to comply with this yes stuff. i do that's one of the big things that's one of the arguments of the big companies don't do it because we have lawyers like i don't know if that's the mm-hmm. good you know i think it's got to be crafted in such a way to protect uh smaller companies and that's definitely the case they don't have the ability like a gd uh you know, all the stuff in Europe, um, mm-hmm. it, it's problematic for small companies. So it would hinder innovation. And the argument from these big companies is this is going to hit, you know, China doesn't have to deal with these things. Well, China's run by a president for life, so I guess it doesn't. Um, like Facebook? Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Scott, you were Come waiting. On. You by were waiting way, for that by the one. Way. Look, we'll have we'll have she for twenty years because of biology. We're yeah. gonna have the Zuck for seventy years. You're right. That's a fair point. All right. In any case, they've got to do something about this, and there's got to be real the, the, real payment for what's going on here. You know, it's going back to the uh, the Yahoo thing, the Equifax thing. It's just you know, you put your data online at great risk, and these companies are suppo- are making billions of dollars off you, and they're not protecting your privacy, and that's just pretty much the situation going on. Um, what was also interesting is you see big tech is now actually warming to the idea of federal regulation because of the transaction costs of dealing with a bunch of state yeah, yeah. regulations. Yeah, and then they can water it down because, you know, yeah, people you in go. Washington. But, you know, John uh, Mark Warner is very, been, issued some very strong statements. We'll see where it goes. And speaking of privacy, the Facebook portal this week. 
Uh, another product that is going to sort of be like Google Plus to me. Um, uh, joining the portal game, which is a word we don't use anymore. It used to be Yahoo was yeah. a portal and and Excite was a portal and stuff like that. And they're they're re, they're retaking this name this this uh, this word up um, portal. Uh, and uh, and now they're creating this device. So and it has Amazon mm-hmm. in it. What do you think of this? Are you buying one? I thought this was fascinating because, you know, I want a camera in my house controlled by Facebook, said no one ever. Yeah. And, <laughs> and actually, the if you've looked at the product feedback, I think the product development folks at Facebook uh, did a great job. Yeah. My gut here is that it's a great product. I don't know if you've seen some of the automatic framing it does. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the notion, and it's a genius notion, of not having a video conference with someone but feeling as if you're in the room with them. Yeah. Even little things like syncing music on both ends so you mm-hmm. can enjoy music together. I think this is a great product, but here's the problem. It's from Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. And the most telling thing about this product is it has a plastic lens cap. There are 150 million iPhones sold every year. No mm-hmm. one's demanded a plastic lens cap on that. There are 15 million cars sold each year, and most of them have a camera in the rear license plate. Mm-hmm. No one's demanded a face, you know, a right. plastic lens cap there, but Facebook comes out with something. And it basically knows. the product development stuff, people said, you know what? Nobody trusts you. You've got to make it really obvious yeah. that people can protect themselves. So well, Mark has one on his camera at uh, work. I took a picture a once. Piece of a, tape, yeah, right? a piece of tape. Yeah, and he has yeah. it there. He also has it over the speaker too. Um, so he's well aware of privacy issues, um, which is interesting. And I, I've talked to him about it before because I have one on my, my uh, computer too. I don't have one on my phone. I probably should. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting question because I think you're right. It's a beautiful product, but there's a lot of issues. I've seen reviews back and forth and that it's sort of of an old school where you stay, you stay in a kitchen and stay there while you're talking to people and people that's not really a use case necessarily. So I think that'll, that'll matter more than anything else. If people really want to sit in their kitchen and talk to people or be present, a telepresence, which has been bandied about by Silicon. Cisco had a telepresence thing. Everyone's tried this idea of telepresence Mm -hmm. and eventually it's a great idea where it'll seem like you're parents are there or your cousin, whoever you want to talk to are right there when you're talking to them. And that'll be interesting someday. Um, and this is a step towards it. Um, but I, I just don't see, it's sort of like the Facebook phone. If you recall the Facebook phone, yep. again, nobody wanted it ever. Why do you have to have a Facebook phone versus just a phone that has Facebook on it? Um, so I think it's it's an interesting thing, but it's not, I, I can't imagine it's going to take off in any way whatsoever. Um, kind of like the HP iPod. Do you remember that? <laughs> I did not know there was. A, I yeah. knew that there was a Zoom. I remember the Zoom. The Zoom was different. That was a really awful device by Microsoft trying to copy the iPod. But uh, there was a there's an HP version, a branded version of the iPod, and, and the, Carly Fiorina, who was the CEO at the time, you know, touted it as innovation at HP. And I was like, you just colored a iPod red with HP on it. It was just odd. So I, yeah. you know, I don't know. I just I don't think this is a product anybody is waiting for, and especially right now where we don't feel like Facebook has our privacy back in any way. Um, that we want anything, any device from theirs in the house. I don't want the Amazon one in the house. I don't want the Google one in the house um, at this oh, point. Oh, the, the Amazon one is awesome. It is yeah. awesome. I have it. I have it. I just it's turn incredible. it off all the time. I just turn it off it's all the time. It is. It yeah, is. There's a couple, a couple really interesting things that will happen here or won't happen. One is if this thing gets any traction, then all the, the barking at the moon that we do, all the headline news about our concerns are overblown. 
mm. there's huge it's consumer not gonna get dissonance. Traction. I'm going to go out there with that. It's not going to get traction. Fair enough. But if it does, it means face. It means all of this privacy concern that we're upset about hasn't gained traction. I think you're wrong. Community. I think people are very aware of it. I, I regular people talk to me about it every day. Like they they regular, understand. You, you speak to regular, regular people. I talk to regular people all so, the time. They and the other thing is what I room. what I was really hoping would happen today is I was hoping Amazon would take a page out of Facebook in terms of what they've done to Snap and announce the exact same features in the next Amazon show. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> right? Just say, okay, we're learning from you, Facebook. But Amazon, we're- it's Echo that's in there. It's, it's Amazon Alexa that's in there. So you're not buying at the portal, right? Correct? Oh, no, I, 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 I hate Facebook. I okay. mean, I'm, I'm even, okay. I, you know, I, I <laughs> that's think anyone that's separate. That's a hard no, that- then. You know, other than ruining America, I'm on board with the company. Yeah, okay. Hard I hope this is a big thought. Yeah, okay, good. Okay, good. Then, good well, w- good wishes towards you, Mark Zuckerberg. Anyway, we're going to take a go. quick break. When we get back, we'll be talking wins of this week. So stay with us. Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. And we're back. Okay, uh, wins of the week. There's so many to think about. Um, I am going to go first. I am going to go first on this one, on wins of the week. is is Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift. I'm not going to pretend I don't like Taylor Swift. I'm not going to say, oh, she's annoying, but I sometimes, I love Taylor Swift. Everything about her cracks me up. And this week, she went Instagrammed uh, that she that millennials should vote, and she was saying she backed um, the can the Democratic candidate in Tennessee, where she's from. Uh, and all of a sudden, everyone signed up to vote, which I thought was fantastic. And so I'm really interested in this sort of Kanye Taylor fight again because Kanye's on the Trump side and Taylor now is on the other. So it's the Tay, the Tay Yay, whatever Yay, whatever um, fight. And I really like that she did this. I like that she yeah, used her nice. power for for good in this case. Have you been to a Taylor Swift concert? No, I, yes, I have. That's not true. I have I have seen her sing when I was in an iHeartRadio thing, and she was absolutely fantastic. She's a great yeah, performer. In a, in a word, awesome. And not only that, it's a concert you can take your kids to. Well, in any it's case, really a, a nice my show. favorite part of the whole concert was when she she finished her her song, and then she like took this long bow, and then they weren't clapping enough, and she put her hands up. She's like, "More clapping, please!" And it was everyone did. They went crazy, and I loved her for that. Yeah. I thought, "Oh man, That's I love nice. this woman. She's great." So, nice. so it was interesting to use the power of, of digital to, to do this. And not many people can do this, but she certainly obviously showed that she could. Yeah, and supposedly voter registration is up, so yeah. it's having an impact. So yeah, we'll, well, we'll see where it goes. But it's interesting that she's done it. A lot of these, these celebrities are stepping out uh, politically yep. much more. So everybody is in that regard. What is your win of the week? Oh, hands down, biggest winner of the week. Hands down, and right. probably of the month. Okay. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Why? Why? Tell me. Oh, my gosh. She's getting out of Dodge with her reputation intact. Uh-huh. I mean, so, working in the Trump administration means, A, you're likely going to jail. Uh-huh. Or, B, your your reputation is going to be severely tarnished. She she comes out. She exits the administration um, with probably the best brand in politics. I've been able to 
lead the state that raised me and to serve a country I love so very much has really been a blessing and I want to thank you for that. But I'm most excited, look at the two years. Look at what has happened in two years with the United States on foreign policy. Now the United States is respected. Countries may not like what we do, but they respect what we do. In my opinion, if you were to bet on anybody who will likely be president at some point, it's probably her. Why is that? That's your that's a prediction along with your win of the week. Why why so? Why so? I think the kind she's the perfect blend of kind of uh, gangster strong, uh, communicates leadership strength, and I think that brand mixed with the Republican. Uh, ideology and cocktail is a pretty good mix. I, I think she's a. I think she's a player and a comer. Oh, really? Nikki Interesting. Haley. Interesting. Yeah. See, I it was. I heard different things back and forth all week. Whether she was really good at politics, you know, she did sort of effusively compliment him on the way out. But then someone else who's here in Washington told me what she's going to do then is take pot shots from the sidelines. From so now she has permission to take sort of on, on certain issues like around women and and other issues that are that would be strong for her. I think it gives her permission to run in 2020 if things really come off the rails. Oh, really? Do you think they will? Are you still on that well, game? I think I they don't are. Think so. Really? I, <laughs> I don't think know. They are. I don't I'm know. These people, are, they seem to survive. So speaking of being a total kiss-ass, right. you know what the best thing I read this week was? What? The write-up of your interview with Anand, and I'm going to massacre his name, the author. Yes, Anand, yes. About, yes, about elites. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I thought that was fantastic. Thank you. Just the notion... He, this guy is my new hero. Yeah. The notion that we basically, at TED and Davos and the Aspen Institute, invite all these arsonists, all these people who've created these problems because they're the ones that can fix them. Yep, yep. And that these people need, these individuals, mostly tech billionaires, need to be more reflective about not only you know, enjoying questions about what can they do moving forward? But how did we get here, and what was their role in that? Right, right. I he, thought this he compared guy, it to a crime scene, it, which I thought was really fantastic. The, yeah. the, the you know that they don't they want to pretend the crime didn't take place, and they bring yeah they in. show up and say, well, what's happened here is ha let's put this behind us and let's move on. Let's yeah. talk about what yep. making sure this doesn't happen again. How do you, as a winner, not insist on win wins? How do you actually get out of the way of the public trying to solve its problems in ways that may hurt you. These people love to ask what they can do. They never ask what they have done. Right? That's a really good way to put it. How am I involved in this problem? How have my work practices been involved in this? How, have I, how am I the product of a system of taxation and labor and all these other things that allowed me to make this fortune? One of the things that I, when I'm thinking about is that they're, they're also victim-y. You know, I've recently been pretty tough on them. And they're like, you're so mean. And I'm like, you're like a bunch of sore winners. Like, sort of reminds me of the Trump. You know, you win, like the Trump people won Kavanaugh, and then they had to be mean. It was like sore winners, once again. And I think tech people are the same way, is they've won on every account. And then when you call them to task for a couple of things, as Anand did, uh, they get all tetchy. Well, we'll take yeah. our money and go. Or like, don't you appreciate us? Yeah, you know, We're which done. is like, no, we really don't appreciate you. Um, but I agree. He is. A, he's. A, it's a great book. Um, it's about the elites, and it's 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 well worth listening to the podcast. But it's also well worth buying the book. Um, and we'll see where we go uh, from there if they if they listen to what he has to say. That'll happen. Yeah, <laughs> they, sure they might. I'm sure it's a moment of reflection. Yeah, they yeah. get testy. I've been, I, I am on the receiving end of testy phone calls from tech people all week long for some reason. You know, like, oh, you What's been the very worst grumpy. one? What's been the angry? Take angry times famous. Who wins? They're just so whiny. I just don't, you know, you're so mean. You're like, don't be so hard on us. And I'm like, you know what? 
I'm going to. I'm just not going to stop yet. Just the, w- the message they should have gotten is we have to fix something. And the message they've gotten is poor little me. And that's, I'm not clear why that's the case. It's the message, you know, what Anand was talking about is let's be reflective of our impact and figure out ways that maybe you should listen to people more. And instead it's, well, we're trying to help, like that kind of thing. And it's just, it's, it's the, they're just all like, I just can't, I, I'm so now over it. I just can't even, um, I just can't, I can't, I, I just hang up. I'm. I'm just hang up. That's what I do. I just hang up now. You're done. I'm done. You really hang it's up. Like on I have fifty. Like I'm calling around a lot because of this a murder of the Saudi journalist um, by uh, by the Saudis. It looks like, uh, and uh, from according to some of the investigations, some of the reporting, uh, this Washington Post columnist, and uh, and there's a lot of money from Saudi Arabia within um, from Saudi Arabia in Silicon Valley. It's like a wash in Saudi money. And like I'm trying to get any of them to say anything, and they're like, "Well, we really can't say anything." I'm like, "You got to be kidding!" And now I realize, uh, you know, they don't care. Like that's, that's, you know, they don't care that they they just take the money, and this regime is possibly doing this. Doesn't seem I can't get anyone to comment. Let's just say I can't get anyone. To and what what would you have them do? Comment. This is terrible. Comment. And if they did this, yeah. we have to think hard about the investments these people are making in us. Something, anything. Anything that's mm-hmm. hum- human. So anything human pulse, would be nice. Something. A pulse. Anyway, on that horrible note, uh, we're going to take one more quick break and we'll be right back with some predictions. Welcome back to Pivot with Scott Galloway and myself, Kara Swisher. Um, so predictions. Predictions, Scott. You have to have some. We have to have some every week. We have to be, and you have to be right. There you go. And by you weren't right about remark- the, the Facebook stock again, by the way. Oh my Down God, I've again. been remarkably wrong. Wrong. Um, I said that all of Amazon, tech stocks are getting hit. Yeah, I said Amazon was going to pass Apple. I've hmm. just been hugely wrong. All right. Um, so my prediction. Try again. Yeah, trying to trying to get back in your good graces. I think that some of these sniper retail concepts are going to be acquired in the short term. No, explain that. Explain my- that. Well, there's this. There's a t- t- couple trends in retail. One is. Um, sort of this Ridlin retail, these pop-up museums, you know, the Froze Mansion, the Museum of Pizza, mm-hmm. which really play on this this trend in retail of scarcity. And it's not that these museums are great. It's that, one, they offer a giant Instagram moment, and, two, you know they're going away in 90 days, so oh, everybody wow. should go. And I think that's largely indicative of sort of this Ridlin generation and where retail needs to head, fast mm-hmm. fashion, creating a sense of retail. The other kind of trend in retail is sniper retail, where you find a category with a fat and happy incumbent, whether it's uh, Bausch & Lohm or Labelux with um, uh, Warby Parker mm-hmm. or the mattress industry, which was literally asleep, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And you have Casper. And then the luggage industry, which basically had Samsonite and Toomey and maybe yeah. Ramoa and with yeah. Away. So my predictions is that Casper and or Away gets acquired uh-huh. in the next three to six months. That's interesting. By whom? So there has already Ooh, been some reports that Walmart is sniffing around. Mm-hmm. Walmart has figured out that the way to kind of push back on big tech is to grab the mic back. And one of the best press releases that sort of says we get it is these acquisitions, whether it's Jet or Bonobos. Uh, and I, I said that I thought Jet was a ridiculous acquisition. Yeah, three and a half billion dollars. But the reality was it gave them the opportunity to say that their e-commerce was growing yep. 40 to 60% year on year for four quarters in a row. So yeah. if they can pick these things up as maybe uh, Amazon announced they were getting the mattresses, which means Casper's value got cut in half the next day. The same 
in the same fashion that any industry's value gets cut anywhere between 10 and 40% when Amazon just hints that they're going into it. Right. So I think Casper actually is probably a little more open to being acquired right now. I think that would be the smartest thing they could do. And, and there's a couple a of, there's really Purple, there's Casper, there's a whole bunch of yeah. them in this industry. Oh, right? Thread and Needle. Thread and Needle. <laughs> just incredible. And needle. All of them. Yeah, there's, it's, it, and they're all very interesting because I have to say it is a, a terrible experience mattress buying and it, they did change it. The question is, can they operate on their own or do they have to be part of a bigger, a bigger organization? Um, but, you know, I, I, it's interesting because I had dinner recently with the CEO of Walmart, and he does, he's quite aware of his need to do this. He's, he's quite mm-hmm. aware of, of the importance and trying to figure out how they can compete, which is kind of odd to think about Walmart being on, the, on their back foot on anything, but they are, for sure. Um, that is an excellent prediction. I like that prediction. I think that's a really yeah, good you're one. You're right of that? I like Thanks that so one. I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, it's like, it's like Eisenhower said. It's not plans are uh, worthless, but planning is invaluable. I think uh, predicting, or uh-huh. predictions are worthless, but predicting is a lot of fun. So I, I want to have a question for you on a sure. prediction. Sure. Which, which of the big tech companies a year on from now, has uh, looking back, has gotten beaten up the worst? Oh, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Both in terms of usage, not only regulation, but in terms of the actual underlying performance of the company. You think I, this is starting to seep into the company? I think so. I think so. I think they're really that's speaking on. Yeah, I do. I think. I think a lot of people they've shown blood. I guess. Do you know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. they they they're still enormous and they're still growing like crazy. But there's something off. I think they're. I think probably Facebook. Yeah. I would not say. You know, Google just has now finally been drawn into this, and it hadn't been before. But yeah. between China and and this this breach, you know, they had sort of skulked away from some of the responsibility here. And I think they're, but the two of them, I think, um, I think Apple's just fine. You know, it's just a, just a question of creating great products or continuing to create great products there. Um, and uh, there's they certainly got uh, dinged in this hacking thing, but they fought back pretty hard, and so did Amazon against this Bloomberg story about there being a, a, a an errant chip in there in the boards that are having to do with their technology. So yeah, um, that but, was scary. That was, but if true, you know, it's not. They they've been pretty pretty adamant that it's not true. So that's an interesting uh, thing to develop. And we'll see where Apple goes from there on that issue. Um, so 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 not not a prediction, but a thesis, mm-hmm. and I want you to respond. To All it. right. Um, the lack of self-control, the id on steroids, a weak board that is Tesla. Stock mm-hmm. gets cut in half yeah. from here, which I think makes it, I don't know, 20 or 30 billion market cap. Yeah. Apple steps in and buys it. Yeah. What do you think? No. 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 Why? So I don't know. I just can't see those guys. I can see those guys getting in a room and going, I know them pretty well. And being like, no, just we can't. It's what about Google? Get a jump on self-driving. Yeah, maybe. But again, it's who's going to do it? Like, is it Sundar? Mm-hmm. They've got enough stuff going on that it just, it's sort of like who, sure, sure, Google would be, Apple and Google would be the purchasers. It's just like, would you take that on right now? It's it's a, it's a level of exhaustion. Of ex, talk about execution. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And the issue is, can we do it ourselves slower but better kind of stuff? So, uh, you know, maybe one of the big car makers might, that's a lot of money for them. They can't afford it. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Because they're valued like car companies. I don't know. I would would question, I would wonder what does it buy them besides a lot. It's sort of like buying, remember when everyone thought everyone was going to buy a Twitter? I kept saying, Mm -hmm. no, it's too much. There's just too much hair on that dog kind of thing. And I think it's, uh, I think that's the issue is the the level of, um, I just don't see it. I just see. I just don't see it. But you know, it's a good idea. It's a lot of, but it's a lot, and it's also a lot of money. Could they get it that way elsewhere without that, and just make 
make Tesla one of these pioneers that either didn't did or didn't make it? Like, let it go. Like, what does it buy you? It's not a lot of money for Apple. If it, if the stock gets cut in half, it's a twenty billion, fifty percent yeah. premium. That's th- that's a three percent. I can't think of one person who could run that there, and I can't mm-hmm. see him being comfortably within Apple. And they're not that acquisitive. They're not they at all. They they're yeah. very controlled yeah. about what they do. They just, I just don't. I can see them just going. I can see Tim going. No, like I just see. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. no, let's just focus over here, kind of thing. And I think they pull back a little bit in their car. Stuff uh, and Google has, you know, Google has let go a lot of really great people uh, who work there. Um, you know, they've let people come and go. So I wonder where the commitment to cars it is. But it, you know what I mean? Like, wh- who's the driver of the commitment? You know, Larry's over making hovercrafts. Sergey, who knows where he is? You know what I mean? Like, Sundar has got his hands full. So like, who? Who's the person who's going to be that person? Diane Green's busy with the cloud. Like y- Susan's busy over at YouTube. I-, I wonder who would be the executive. You know, hmm. that's all. I think about the people, and I can't think of any of them that would be any good at it. Um, but maybe. Who knows? Who there knows? Go. So it's just, I don't know. Someone's going someone's to win here. It's just a question of who it is, and it's going to be a long time from now. Um, anyway, uh, Scott, I think we've covered a lot today. Do we miss anything? I think that's it. I think we've, we've covered What was it. your least favorite thing or the thing you hated most about the Kavanaugh hearings? Melania Trump and her appalling statement about hard evidence. I literally yeah, don't even really know what bad. to say. We need to show the evidence. You cannot just say to somebody, I was, you know, sexually assaulted and, or you did that to me or because sometimes the media goes too far and um, the way they portray some stories, it's, it's not correct. It's not right. Just when they're completely appalling, she drops the most appalling thing. And, you know, I think I, you know, it seems like the Stockholm syndrome has really taken effect with her uh, rather significantly. Um, but and do you think Ivanka is going to be the new ambassador to the U.S.? No, I do not. I think probably it's going to be Dina Powell. That's what I if she if she yeah. wants it. Yeah. I mean, isn't Ivanka just her father if he drank water and had a better wig? <laughs> by the way, I'm not going to. By the way, she's not going to be the that new is, ambassador. That is a line from my favorite comedian Michelle Wolf, who is the next ex Mrs. Galloway. She just doesn't know okay, it yet. She is right. my hero. <laughs> She She's incredible. Do you know her? I never Because I think her. she wants to. I think she wants to know me. Okay. I have that all sense. right. Okay. We'll find I out. I saw her in a park. Don't 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 try and segue. I'm going to stop. It. I'm going to stop this I, right now. I was Scott. in Washington Square Park and I saw her with my boys and I screamed, "You're a genius!" And she literally ran from me. Oh really? Literally see, that's ran. a good. That that is an yeah. excellent response. So that means she has good judgment. She if has I see good her, I will tell Funny her to stay away from you. I'll give her a little picture to hold and say, "This guy's a stalker." It'll be good. It'll be good. Wait. So my least favorite thing about the Kavanaugh hearings? Can I just yes? Go ahead. First That's off, what you wanted. Think, you didn't really want to know what yeah, I wanted. No, no, no. I, I listen to Respond, not to learn, Kara. Uh, so uh, Susan Collins and this whole notion of no. presumption of innocence. Yeah. Presumption of innocence is this really important construct used in courts of law for a thousand years. Yeah. And it's used as a means to determine whether people get to join the three million people who are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a construct of a job interview. Yep. My agreed. kid's school is interviewing a headmaster. Mm-hmm. And the notion that we wouldn't pick somebody because they say, well, we have to assume anything bad about them is not true unless it's proven. Where did the presum- presumption of They're innocence just... come in when we're trying to find out if someone should wear the most, one of the nine most important robes? Well, they in turned the world. it that, into a court of law, didn't that, they? That's what that term should have never been injected into this whole process. Well, that's because it's easy to understand by regular people, right? Like, oh, guilt, guilty. And they Who kept, you speak to. I do all the time. Anyway, it was great talking to you. Stay safe Thank in the you, hurricane. Kara. Keep yourselves safe. Thanks very much. 
Our show is produced by Rebecca Sananis. Nishat Kurwa is Vox Media's executive producer of audio. Thanks also to Eric Johnson. Thanks for listening uh, to Pivot from Vox Media. Join us next week for more breakdown of all things tech and business. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. 